This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Threadless. More importantly, the Comics Fun Profit shop on Threadless at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com where you can find, oh, about half a dozen different designs, plenty of Comics for Fun and Profit themed merch. If you just want a t-shirt, you're good. And if you want sweatshirts or other swaggy items, and you can get anything. Phone cases, shower curtains. It runs the gamut. Skateboards, I think. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, we've already sold several. We're excited about the fact that the folks that want to support us in this way are able to and uh, wear our merch out into in the real world. That's pretty exciting stuff. So... Uh, yeah, get your comics for fun and profit, branded items at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 806 for comics originally coming out March the 7th and March the 8th. But before Drew and I can get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, I'm behind in both Mandalorian and Last of Us, so move on. I don't want to talk about it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So, well, you're—I mean, to be behind, I mean, you haven't watched episode seven. Correct. Of I have Last not of watched Us. seven or the and, premiere of the new. Yeah, Mandalorian. and unfortunately, someone said seven was boring, which which kind of just immediately miffed my wanting to watch it. Uh, I mean, so. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I asked you a couple questions that probably spoil, might spoil a little bit of it. I knew it was going, because like, as we were going, I was, with yeah. my video game knowledge, going through, all right, this is going to happen in this one. This is where, oh, he's going to get stabbed in this one, so we're going to have the downtime here, so we're probably going to do this, this, and this. So, uh, you know, I am aware of how things stack up. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been reading some great comics. I've, I, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been in the big two, but... <laughs> wow <laughs> hear no shock at all on my face when you say that <clears throat> well i mean some of them have been good like uh, I, like human ta- target finished up it was really really good um and this tom king haters that really you know they hated the bat cat run bat cat buck yeah and i get it you know drug out and stuff but he's done so much good stuff that mm-hmm. um I, I don't know i don't know why they still hate him but i you know i i was I hadn't got around to damn them all yet um, by Cy Spurrier and Charlie Adler and for Charlie Adler to go from walking dead. And then he shoots over to this damn them all from uh, boom studios. I'm like, it's kind of a risk, right? Cause he could have mm. cashed in and went to mainstream if you wanted to. Um, but this thing is like, uh, I've only read the first couple, so maybe I'm jumping the gun, but it's like, it's like, it's like a little female Constantine stuff going on. Uh, I'm getting Constantine vibes, and you know I got a thing for Constantine, so that's been really, really good. Um, and you know I just came to it late. It's got five or six issues out, and I've only read the first couple. Um, the ones finished up that Brian Michael Bendis thing. I was that was a fun one. I think that was a Dark Horse. That was a Dark Horse book. Mm. Um, I had been hearing people rave about Junkyard Dogs, not Junkyard Dog, Junk Junkyard Joe. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that sh- that spinoff of uh, uh, yeah, Ge- Geiger, Geiger, and um, it, I was like, yeah, I don't need a spinoff of this, but it's it's really good. I thought it was really good. Um, uh, it's it's just like a bunch of really great stuff and a bunch of 
of the smaller mid-tier to tiny publishers, you know. Specs finished up over at um I think that was Boom as well, you know, with the X-ray specs. That was a fun little four issue thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I've just been like really getting just hitting one one great comic after the other, which is nice. I mean, I've had good good stuff in the big two, but um not a lot of great comics in the big two lately. It seems quick, like they're playing quick, it safe. Quick aside. Your favorite Tom King? What is it? I think I know the answer to you, but I'm um, you know, I hate to go back to, all the way back to Vision, but that there was kind go. of that was probably that's probably my favorite thing of his, just because it was just so great and it was so an unknown. He was such an unknown quantity. Yeah. Um, that's probably still my favorite, but I I've enjoyed a lot of his stuff. Yeah, I, I Grayson was mine. I enjoy you know great. I was a little miffed at what we were going to do with that Grayson run, but in the end, I actually really liked it. I think he did a really great job with that. Um, and then I see a lot of people talking about his uh, uh, Mr. Miracle run. It was another really good one, but I didn't I didn't touch on that one. Well, he's doing Gotham City Year One, which is a lot yeah. of fun. Yep. I like that, um, but that's noir, so that's kind of in the bag for me already. But it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it was really Cheat good. Code. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, he, he, I, I like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, so we are not Tom King haters here. No, no. We may but, have yeah. made a little bit of fun at the Bat Cat, but that was just all out of good fun. The the Bat Cat that went on and had the the, <laughs> the, the Christmas Carol lyrics throughout, <laughs> and just like, oh my God, we're reading them in June and July, and they still Christmas carols are still a main part of it. It was it was pretty bad. Pretty yeah. Bad. But you know what might be good is some image books in Ooh. the previews catalog. I think we should check out, uh, what are we looking at here? March for May? March for May. Can't believe we're already, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, right off the bat, we're looking at Arcade Kings, a five-issue series for fans of Invincible and Murder Falcon. Uh, I like both of those. Yes, please. <laughs> it's going to be a, an interesting uh, mashup, those two different varieties here yeah um dylan burnett doing story and art um so it's all him i'm going to be very curious for the cover c's which are the fighting game incentive covers so i assume we're going to have like a mortal kombat cover a street fighter cover a tekken cover and i've already named more fighting games than drew knows (laughs) oh what's uh, yeah you can say them and I'll be, oh yeah, that's a fighting game. Yeah, yeah, that one. But that I wouldn't. One was a good one too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to those. Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like ones that had like ten. The arcade game had like the ten buttons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can't remember which one that one was, but that was a fighting game. I was like, how do people play this? There was like mm-hmm. ten different buttons that you had to maneuver. Because you have a have to have a heavy, a medium, and a weak for for uh, hands and for kicks, and then you that, maybe so. And, Yep. Maybe so. And then I'll be curious whether they do a, uh, a Smash Brothers incentive as well. Yeah. Kinds of really cool stuff. But they're probably, yeah. They're, I would imagine there'll be some arcade game, uh, stand up arcade game mm-hmm. homages too. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, it's very Technicolor. Um, a lot of neon. A lot of neon. Um, I don't know. Not, I haven't read these pages, these sample pages. So I'm just glancing at them, and um, my first instinct is not for me. But I will, uh, 
I will probably read these pages before I make yeah. that choice. And I might even sample this. Just yeah, his head is very uh, reminiscent of Gemini Man from Mega Man, so I'm getting flashbacks of that kind of thing. There you go. That works for you. Always. Next, we have Something Epic, number one. Uh, why did I have to pick the difficult people to say their names? That's just Simon. See, so, oh, that is just Simon. Simon yeah. Kadransky. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it jumped off the page. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it no. looks, yeah, it's, it's a weird way to spell Simon. Uh, but it's what for? It's a uh, for fans of Eight Billion Genies and Echo Lands. So mm. I'm halfway there. Yeah. And they have a um uh, amazing fantasy homage in their initial launch and a um Super Mario homage mm-hmm. in their first launch. So they're really and a Terminator homage. I was gonna say that's a Terminator on there too. Yeah. So uh, those are the three I recognize. Uh, there might be others. <laughs> Very cool. I'm looking at some of that. It's kind of an ethereal, moody art. Uh, pretty, pretty act, pretty uh, realistic. Yeah. As I glance down through it, um, almost black and white though. Not seeing a lot of color. Are you? But very shaded in detail. Or like spot color, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's just not final art. <laughs> it's very. Boring. It's not. We haven't done colors yet. Um, but it, the the arts like way over what we just saw in the previous solicit mm-hmm. like it's really really good art yeah uh, amazing not that, that was bad but this is just obviously incredibly detailed yeah very good the savage strength of Starstorm number one a drew craig story with art by uh drew craig and jason finestone um related to west craig i'm guessing uh who's doing a cover b maybe his kid a lot of nepotism Interesting, in comics. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of nepotism in comics. Um, it's a high octane sci fi series with a teen superhero for the next generation. Yeah, this does not look like something I would want to read. Yeah. At all. Um, but, you know, if it's a slow week, maybe. Uh, Saladin Ahmed, Ahmed giving us Star Signs number one. Wicked and Divine meets Radiant Black. In a stunning new fantasy. Uh, this is the genres are action, adventure, sci-fi, and superheroes. They're kind of checking almost all the what boxes. Is, okay, so I've been pushing back against you on this. Haha, <laughs> superheroes and image. I'm so close to joining you because this is way too much superhero bullcrap in my image. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's that's what we need. No, um, I don't know. We need more. Superhero it doesn't move the stuff. needle, and they know it doesn't. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess can't tell their superhero stories at the big two. They're going to tell them where they want to tell them or somebody else that will tell, let them tell them. So I, I get it. I get it. I just don't want to read th- so many. Yeah. Uh, one of the like reasons I, 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 I come to image is I want something different than just capes. Yeah, and I, but it's, it's like I am with supernatural stuff. Like, uh, OK, yeah. everything's got these supernatural twists. Uh, all right. But why? Mm. You know the the original elevator pitch for your story was was okay, just go with that. You don't have to throw in oh and then the ghost shows up, you know. Yeah. We're getting a super massive one shot by your boy Kyle Higgins. Hey, superheroes. Now he's built an entire universe though. I'll, hats off to him. Yeah. Without my help at all. Twentieth <laughs> Century Men gets a trade. Art fruit gets collected. Flawed gets collected. Uh, Hanthology trade paperback. 
Jer- Jeremy Hahn, our boy. Yeah. Um, it's 28 short stories and vignettes from Jeremy Hahn, who did, did the beauty, which I love, mm-hmm. of course. Um, Written during the COVID lockdowns. Yeah. So I don't know who who did the art. He did all the art too. Yeah, I was gonna say he did everything. So this is just wow, it's super massive. You know what I would have done? Um, broken this What's bad it? boy up into issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 152 me, pages divided by. You could have given me yeah, you could have given me four issues out of this easy, and that'd have been fun. But I get it, especially with the with the image, but business model you know you'd have to you you got to pay the twenty five hundred dollar fee four mm. times in that respect and this way you'll have to pay it once so I, yeah I, I get that and it's all it's all him so he's gotta he's gotta eat it so why not do it why not do a graphic novel maybe he just wanted a nice nice trade to put on the bookshelf he just wanted a thick boy yeah yeah that's true i don't like that direction though no either i like the floppies uh, Hitomi gets collected. Least We Can Do gets collected. Bloodstained Teeth gets his second volume collected, mm-hmm. along with um, Gunslinger Spawn. Invincible gets another compendium. Oh, wow. Second one. So yeah. another 48. And so, that went to around 150, didn't it? I don't remember. Because yeah, I'm, th- I'm wondering if it'll end, or if it'll be three volumes, just like Walking Dead was. I can't remember anything, though. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't Walking Dead like 162? Was was it 148? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Witchblade's on volume three of its trades. And then a whole bunch more trades uh, in their summer reading list. Oh, my. Of things that they're offering. Then we get back to some ongoings with Almighty four of five, Ambassadors four of five, and five of six. Black Coat Cloak, number five, which doesn't say it's a mini. So we're going to say that's an ongoing. As well as Peter J. Tomase's Blood Tree, which is on issue four. Um, I haven't got a chance to read that one yet, but I need to because it's a detective story. It's a crime and mystery. Mm-hmm. Dark Ride hits number six by Josh Williamson. Uh, did I read this one? Uh, I think I did. Uh, Dead Romans is on three of six. Deep Cuts, your boy Kyle Higgins again, doing this. That's a issue two of six. Mm-hmm. Well, I have That one has, first one hasn't been out yet. Chicago, for- 1928. Yeah. The Forged is on three. Uh, that's an ongoing by Greg Rucka. Rucka, yeah. Uh, the Giant Cockju uh, by Jerry Duggan. Not interested in that. It's humorous. Yeah, kind of. A certain type of humor. Gunslinger Spawn 20. It's 20. Hexware X-Wire finishes up. Ending up, yeah. Yeah, with, um, what's your boy, Tim Seeley? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Kids Comics. Of course, that first issue still hasn't hit, so we don't know how well, what era this really is hitting. Uh, but this is two of six. Should be fun. I'll like it. Nobody else does. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. And I Hate This Place is on issue eight. This is a book I thought could have ended at six, but it. It's, keeping, it's still going, too. Still going. So must, I guess sales are supporting it, so that's good. Immortal Sergeant. I haven't read this. I get this stacked up. Um, just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Joe Kelly gives you a reason to, but man, the art doesn't leave anything that I 
It does not entice me. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's I'm there for the Joe Kelly writing, but I got to overcome the the art. Uh, we got uh, Indigo Children at number three. Junk Rabbit. Junk Dude. Rabbit. Um, well, it looks like it's got some really good art, and it, um, I think we've we've experienced this with Jimmy Robinson before. Mm-hmm. We like the art, and but the story's been a little lackluster. So we'll see how this one this one is. Um, West Craig's Kaya. I believe I mentioned that I sampled this and did not like it and did not continue. Yeah, I didn't even. I did not even dip in. Yeah, King Spawn twenty two. Last Barbarian, which finding another finding another really good artist, Kevin Keen on this one. Love that cover, Beyond Spawn, King Spawn. Is that the one with the crown in the corner? Yep. Okay. Oh, your boy Brian Haberlin with the Last Barbarians. You've liked more good looking covers. Yeah, you've liked those covers a lot. Absolutely. Uh, Little Monsters hits thirteen. Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Wynn. Very cool. It's been really good. Local Man. Um. Okay, I read that first one. I read the first Local Man. Uh, Tim Seeley, Tony Fleeks. Uh, I like the Tony Fleeks art. Didn't care for the Tim Seeley art. That was like throwback Youngblood style. Mm. I mean, it was on purpose, obviously. Um, Youngblood was something that was a big deal back when I was very young, um, when Image launched, but it didn't appeal to me. Um, but it was very hot. It was one of those hot image launch books. Um, and so there's, a, there's sort of some young blood touches in here um, or third gen, which is kind of looks a little like young blood um, mm-hmm. in that essence anyway. And references that I'm not getting from not being part of that, that some of those image launch titles. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I think others, people, other people might resonate with that a little better. But I did like, I did like it. So I'm enough to read, read the next one. Enough to talk 12 minutes on it. Not bad. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Love Everlasting. It's number seven. Another Tom King. I'm enjoying very much. Um, Magic Order four, uh, number five of six. Magic Order four, number five of six. Thank you. <laughs> That's so difficult to say. Yes. <laughs> uh, Monarch is issue, issue four. Nemesis finishes up with its reloaded volume. Wonder if we'll get another one of those. Club finishes up with its sixth. Uh, I believe I read the first two, maybe three. Double size finale, forty pages. They were pretty good. Yeah. Um, no one. I haven't seen that one yet. That hasn't come across my desk. Noctera is really good. Still. Still. Yeah. Resubmission for Old Dog 4. Yeah. So does that mean it's just been delayed so long that they yeah, had like, to resolicit it? Say, they're like, hey, let's remind everybody this thing still exists. I yeah. like the Juni Ba cover C. We've got uh, some fun, a little bit of a fun cover there. Yeah. Like stylistically. Or- Ordinary Gods also resolicit. Mm-hmm. It's 12th issue. Um, fant- now, like, you know what? I-, I hate that I touch on these but you know because i'm not i'm not cranking out a monthly book monthly comic book you know so i don't know the difficulties of it but it is annoying for all those of us that are <laughs> looking at you saga at 65 because i know you're going to be going on your break here pretty soon <laughs> that's an awesome cover and that's an awesome solicit everything just, is going to be fine you just love lion cat though i do 
you one of my cats, favorite. Really. Yep, I have uh, I have my pop figures for Lion Cat. I have my encapsulated Lion Cat cover. He's he is probably my A1 number number one character from Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savage Dragon 266 gives us a swimsuit cover variant mm-hmm. cover. Having fun. Weed, with weed, that. and more weed. Is that what Savage Dragon is? Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> Scorched is at 18. Uh, Spawn hits 342. Still trucking. Uh, Stoneheart at 3. Didn't read this one. I don't know if I might not have it yet. Might not have that first issue yet. That one intrigued me. I'm going to have to swing back if that one's out. Yeah, I, thought, I think he might have even picked it. Yeah, I did. The first issue. I like it. Uh, Summoner's War hits 2 of 6. Terror War hits number 2. So not to be confused with Summoner's War. Terror War. And Time Before Time, it lands at 23. Torrent and Holy Thor. crap, there's a lot of image books. <laughs> it's not as bad as Marvel last week. We're almost at the end. Yeah. Uh, Vanish is back uh, from Donny Cates. And then Walking Dead Deluxe lands at 62. What's going on there? 62 and 63. Dale is missing. Oh, no. Dale is still alive? <laughs> and this is Father. We're getting into Father Gabriel. Uh, okay. Um, I, I'm conflating the TV series in this <laughs> comic again. Furthest place from here lands at thir- issue 13. Still trucking. And there's your elite speak. World Tree number two with a zero and some threes. Mm-hmm. I, I really hate this, but it's James Tinian, <laughs> so it might be good. So there's got to be a reason for a man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All that image goodness. We think Kyle. I love that they're just pumping out quite a few books, but we are unfortunately in the more misses than hits phase. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's some gold in there. Yeah. So you know, I mean. I am cooler than I used to be on Image because I was like image crazed for a while, reading just about everything they yeah. were putting out. Can't do and that now. Just not I'm probably it. not even half there. Yeah. What they're putting out now, so um, much less than I used to be, but I still find some great stuff in there, and in some of my favorites like Saga. Yeah, it's um, all short, 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 short stories. Six issues, five issues. Nothing really goes long anymore. Not much. Nope. Very little. Yep. You got your spawns that are in the 20s. Uh, let's see. Little Monster went to 13s, the high at the moment. Noctera at 15s, the new high. Yeah. Of course, Saga, of course. Saga and Savage Dragon, the big dogs. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And then Spawn. I mean, you can't. I don't know if you count those. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Time for before time. You got over 20. But yeah, everything else is just. Yeah, time before we've time got, 23 is surprising me. Yeah, we got two storylines and we're out. So are the days of 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 ongoings dead? Um probably. Oh, yeah. don't say yeah. that. I hate that so much. Yeah. Um what we'll do is we'll be like Millar and we'll do five or six volumes of the same thing, you know. Uh, and then maybe we'll do a legacy number on it when it gets yeah. to 50 or something. And that's We're the gonna... worst thing you can do for spec market, too, is not have ongoing. So, blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saga number one maintains its value because it's on 65 and not on 
volume seven number yeah. two. You know, I don't know that it would have its. I would it would have the same value. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yuck is all I can say. Yeah, yeah. Let's slide over the hot ten and see what is happening over with our good friends at yeah. CBS. Of course, we are over at comicbookinvest.com. Our good friends at CBSI. Look at their hot 10 for last week because they are no longer current with us on this week. We click on it and we find that the number one book on their hot 10 is The Last of Us American Dreams, number one. This is, of course, the four-issue series that came out with along with the video game, giving some additional story and some additional LA content. CGC 9.8s are between 1,400 and 1,700. 9.6 is between 6 and 700. Back That's on the great. list. Great value. Yeah. Do we think the price is too high? Probably. Does that really matter? Not really. People love the show, and that's the simple reason why it continues to have very good prices. So when the show's over, price is going to drop. Yeah, I would think Probably. so. Probably. Yeah. Yep. At rank two, uh, Cerebus in Hell, Cancel America number one by Dave Sim and Joe Simon. $40 for an unsigned, $60 for a signed. Definitely don't bring in politics here. There's clearly people that love them, though, on both sides of the aisle. You all do you. Enjoy comics and escape. Yeah, I don't know what this is. So is this new? Yeah, it looks like one of those jokey political comics, but I'm unaware. I will have to Mm -hmm. do some research on that one. Yeah, I don't know. At rank three, we have Something is Killing the Children, number one, from James Tinian the (laughs) fourth. 9.8s are almost $800, another blast from the past. Do I want to see this as a show? Yes. Do I think that the book will reach its previous all-time high? Eh, probably not. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, love that book. At rank four, Lazarus Planet Omega, number one. The Helene Lenoble one in 50 variant is going for over $70. Wow, it's a cool cover for sure. I can see this stuck in personal collections for a long period of time. I don't love that one. Yeah. It was way better Power Girl. I was just going to say we had a better one two weeks ago. Yeah. At rank five, we had Invincible Iron Man, number one. The second print, Bob Layton, one in 25. This you is essentially this. all the different Mark suits yeah. all lined up. Very cool book. Up to $70 gone off of eBay. Hard to find. Love this cover. Wish the CGC had a case where the wraparound cover could be all front displayed, but they do not. Vault of Spiders, number one, the Marcos Martin variant. Kyle, 20, yes. Would you pay, let's say it costs $35 for a CGC, but you had a wraparound cover book that you wanted graded, would you pay uh, 50% more? So would you pay, let's say, $50 to have it CGC'd in a wraparound clear case? Yeah, yeah, if I got something really cool that, that like, yeah, definitely. So you can, so you could, you know, put it on the display and see all of its glory, yeah, 100%. Okay. Right. Yeah, and I'll pay for that plastic, no big deal. Okay. At rank six, Vault of Spiders, number one, the Marcos Martin variant by Varios. Nice. $20 to $30 for raw copies. CDC 9.8 for over 150 bucks. Spider Bite is supposedly confirmed for the Edge of Spider-Verse movie, and she has a fun code to go along with it. Amazingly, at the current price, I don't really hate the price on this one. Pick it's, them not, up. It's, it's one of the worst Marcos Martin covers I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, his stuff is so much better than that normally. Yeah. 
Uh, at rank seven, we have Superman, number one, the Jamal Campbell, one per store, black and white foil variant, 30 to $40. Really, DC, another friggin' reboot. In any case, people still love these one per store variants and are gobbling them up online. Perceived perceived rarity, but yeah. probably less rare than, what, one, one in, in 100s? Definitely Sometimes. one in 100s, yeah. Because, well, no, no, that's not true. One in it had to be one like one in five hundred, one in one in one thousand. So that would be might be. Less I would rare. say they're the the one per stores are more prevalent than one in one hundreds. They can't be. If you sell, if you sell five thousand, mm-hmm. oh I guess oh but the store. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right because the store has to. Correct. Order. And it I'm guessing. Is. I'm guessing. Might, there might be 80, less. Eighty percent of stores aren't going to a hundred on a lot of books. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. I bet you one in 50s are are more rare than one per store variants. Than these, you know, 4,000 out there one per stores. Yeah. Yeah, I I talk myself into it. You've talked me into it. Yes, these aren't that damn rare. <laughs> but people love the perceived rarity of yep having to go through a shop to get one. Yep. At rank eight, we have Marvel Boy, number one. Grant Morrison was less than $10 now. It's over 25 The book itself might be a good play, but I can't believe that Marvel would choose this character for the Steven Yeun casting. Oh. I do love Steven Yeun, so whatever he does, I think it'll hit. Yeah, but yeah, he could have got a better character. Yep. Essentia, number 13, 25 to $30. Watch that shipping from Torpedo eBay. Now that people are aware of how to get the J. Scott Campbell Redemption book, coupons and issues 13 through 17, by the way, has this lost its mystique? No clue what's going on there. And at rank 10, we have the Amazing Fantasy 15 from 2002. $700 for a CGC 9.8. 9.6 going for 300 to $333. What? Yoon being Amadeus Cho makes more sense to me despite his age, although Yoon doesn't look that old. This book is still way lower than its peak within the past couple of years, but interest is definitely revived at the moment. That's right, Amadeus Cho is the casting I heard. Oh, okay. Okay. Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fund profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need all in one place you can provide feedback listen support share enjoy these we have our patreon there you can buy us a beer or a coffee you can check out our instagrams our twitters our facebooks check out our youtube page you can email us you can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga's links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fund profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need. Thanks. Back to the show. All right, Drew, it's time to 
dig through our FOC. Of course, FOC uh, is a, Let's look at the, the honorable mentions. Oh, that's right. I didn't do honorable mentions. You, you blew right by them. Yeah, I, I stopped because I was stuck maybe, on Amadeus Maybe they're show. terrible, and you just knew they were terrible. So yeah. yeah, well, I, one of my favorite covers is here. Amazing Spider-Man, number four, J. Scott Campbell's variant from 2014. Uh, $820 for CDC 9.8. It's a shame that Silk isn't on this cover instead of Black Cat. If she were, this may be even higher. As it stands, it is one of J. Scott Campbell's best covers out there, and having that key first appearance makes this a must-have for collectors it is weird that it's like you know it's a it's a key it's a first appearance but that character is not on the cover but then there's also j scott campbell people that don't give a shit about yeah <laughs> silk and are just yeah. after this black cat cover yep. um that is kind of neat crime suspense stories number 17 a cgc 5.0 went for 1700 dollars that tear, that simple little detail conveys to me the emotion that is involved when a suicide occurs. Classic covers. If you are contemplating suicide, please know that you are not alone and there are people that do want to help you. Of course, Drew wanted us to end on that sad note. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't realize it was going to be. Tried to move away from it. Drew steered it, me right back. So. Is suicide covers a niche? Oh, I'm sure there's somebody that Some that's twisted, their jam. Twisted people out there that well, that's what they're after. Yeah. Nazis, Nazi covers and suicide covers. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Let's move on. You, you're, I think you're right. in, you, <laughs> the upcoming right FOC. Of course, the uh, FOC is the final order cutoff. Um, it is our last chance to add a Do few something. items to our order that we did back in previews days. Maybe we've found some more information, fell in love with the book, or just want to spec on some really good stuff and not chase it on the secondary market, I get a nice, uh, cool order sheet from our good friends at uh, Cowabunga Comics and Deep Discount Comics that shows me exactly how to order and what is available on the FOC. I'm going to head over to Lunar Distributions and click through the DC offerings. Yeah, I, I think, you know, with this, DC's really focusing on the Superman books. Yeah. They're putting a lot of weight behind relaunching action and Superman and whatever that other one was. Mm-hmm. World's finest maybe. Um that they're trying to put prop up uh with this Dawn of DC thing and they're putting a lot of covers behind it and the covers are all pretty darn good. So uh, as long as they continue to do that, you know, the it's going to give action comics and Superman a chance to get some traction mm-hmm. uh, in the marketplace. What's your gut? Does your gut tell you that it's going to be a top five book for them? No, probably not. Probably not. Right? <laughs> there are still people that just Spider-Man or uh, Superman don't work. Superman doesn't work for him. Yeah. And, um, but might be, it might be one of their top 10 books might be able to crack their top. Absolutely. 10. Um, but I don't know if it'll sell as well as Nightwing. Yeah. After, after the initial luster wears off. Yeah, after the I don't initial. Know. Yep. We'll see. I wish them all the best. Uh, the Nason Zerdi 1 in 25 Power Girls, nicer than that one that was trending on the hot I was 10. thinking the same thing, yep. Um, and isn't there a Lee Weeks? Now, Lee Weeks is not his best. Still good. Yeah, I, I'm, I was trying not to say anything, but I don't, I don't like um, Aside from the Power Girl, I don't really like any of that, any of the action. Comics. Yeah, so I was, but but I mean, but there's like half a dozen of them, so 
Well, I'm yeah. saying they're they're yeah. actually they're at least attempting. Correct. You know, to put some muscle behind. Um, yeah. But if they're not, then it's like maybe two. Dark Knights of Steel has a cool Jorge Molina. Batman is actually a knight cover with a dragon behind him. It's pretty wicked. <laughs> that's, that's a great cover. Mm-hmm. On what's happening in the detective. But I don't think we're getting a, anything too twisted. Oh, well, there's this Seb McKinnon that's kind of twisted. The yeah. 125. That's yeah. a twisted cover. <laughs> yeah, what do you think's going on? Yeah. Like a red wedding situation with a giant bat? Man, that's creepy. That's it. Yeah, that might be just worth having just because it's loco, <laughs> man. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, we have a free comic book day, uh, Dawn of DC Night Terror special edition foil cardstock. What are you going to pay for that? Well, it's free, I guess, right? It says it's yeah. $10, though. Yeah. So it's a $10 book. So, okay. So so then you go in for free comic book day. You get your free comic. But then they have a $10 version of that comic that's with a foil cover. I'm in. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Sure. All right. I do not. Some of us go into free comic book day looking to support our local comic book shops, not just steal, freeze, wag, and leave, Drew. No, no, you can, yes. <laughs> but, but that's be, but they're supposed to have like things going on. I know, I'm messing. You you support. It's not, it shouldn't be cash grabs from the publishers. The publishers have to kind of subsidize yeah. the day. Anyway, but yeah, I get it. I guess. Great Harley covers, including Jenny Frizen, Dan Mora. Big fan of those. Uh, I give the edge to Jenny Frizen because that's independently orderable. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay too much. The Kathy Kwan, though. Who's this? It's so dumb. Oh, it's nice. Really? Yeah. It's a new style I haven't seen. I like it. Yeah. Her hair looks like spaghetti. She's got a lot of tats. She's oh. wearing a bunch of rings and bracelets and this. Yeah. Tattoos that are not canon. <laughs> Maybe they're temps. <laughs> yeah, she's she's going through a henna tattoo phase. I Looks like she's got like things in her hair, beads in her hair, too. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of cool. You don't you don't like it? Put it on the wall, my brother. Put it on the wall. I yeah, it's it's. I think it's pretty nice. Keep your eye out for Kathy Kwan stuff. See what I want to see what else she does. Lazarus Planet is still happening. It's still a thing. Still a thing. Still a thing. I did not realize that. The nasty number one Ooh, is the, yeah. who's that? That's uh Nightfall Comics. Yeah. All right. What do you? They're cranking out the uh, the covers. Looks like we're getting a one in one hundred. The one in seventy five. Jason Sean Alexander. The movie cover is the oh, the, the the best one. Yeah. But a one in one hundred for a tiny little label, that's a bit um ambitious. <laughs> that, was, that was the exact word I was about to use. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that label. Who which comic shop is, is going a hundred deep for you? Um Midtown and DCBS, maybe? Yeah. Uh Lone Star? So you've sold three copies of that, if you're lucky. <laughs> Was that even worth commissioning? Yeah. No. Because if, no. 
if two people get it, it's a super rare book and becomes a, a, a fact. But does it do? But does it do the publisher any good? Man. They, they had to pay f- at least five hundred bucks, maybe a thousand for that cover. Yeah, that's dumb. Can we just get rid of Tim Drake's Robin book? No, it's, uh, I, I've come back around on it. He's your he's the favorite Robin now. No, it's just as good. It's just it's a solid comic. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a low bar, but you know for comic books i mean it's like it's above <laughs> average i don't hate reading it how's that for a lukewarm yeah i wonder if they'll put that on the back of the book yeah. i don't hate reading this drill. i don't hate reading this it's not awful i mean i if if i had to make cuts like if i was on the cusp of like uh i need to cut a dc book it probably it would be on the short list to go yeah but it's okay so if it's a slow week i like it I'll read it. <laughs> oh, unstoppable Doom Patrol. A lot of really good covers there. Really, I like the Nathan Zerdy. I mean, that's really something. Yeah. It's almost like uh, photo realistic. Yeah, it's got a weird uncanny valley thing going on. I don't know what that is. What's that reference? It's mean? where you can't tell if it's a real or fake person. Oh. So it's 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 almost like when you have an AI that's trying to be real, but there's something just off that freaks you out about it's not it. Quite there. Yeah. Um. Okay. And it looks like like maybe that's a miniature boat. Maybe that's like a not a drawn yeah. boat, but maybe a photo. And then that's cut into art. Is that possible? All of it is possible. I am unaware of exactly what's going on, but it creeps me out, and I've moved on. And I think there's like I think there is a Photoshop. Um, not filter, whatever the, whatever those things are called in Photoshop, where that'll, that'll make it look like it is, you know, like a model train or something, mm-hmm. you know, it'll put, it'll make that look that way. And, um, that's what that is. I still like it though. I still, I still think it's neat, but I, I don't, I'm going to have to Google Uncanny Valley because I've heard that mentioned before, but I don't know the history of it i am moving on to our image books i would like to talk more about (laughs) the history of artistic (laughs) choices and let's talk about photoshop layers for a while yes i was like yay let's talk about more about yeah moving on Uh, ambassadors number one at image this is a book from mark millar and frank quietly i love frank quietly um he just don't get his books out on time a lot of times. Maybe <laughs> this is already in the can. There yeah. we go. It'll be good to go. That is such a good saga cover for 63. I'm not there yet. It's in the S's. Oh, really? That's where the saga is? Thank you. Yeah. This whole local man do this in the solicit as well, where they have essentially a comic with a comic. This one I like. A comic on the cover of a comic or a yes. stack of comics, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think That's they did meta thought, enough that I like that. I was thinking they did that on the first one, but they might not have. Dan, lovesick one, lovesick cover A has got, got a creepy one. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of regretting drop, dropping that book. I've heard good things. Yeah. I hate when I do that. Or just skip it all together, like Junkyard Joe. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake, too. But it's nice that I hear, you know, I hear how good it is and then I can circle back. There you go. Great thing about digital. Once upon a time at the end of the world is on issue five with some crazy covers too. Yeah. Dark Horse giving us very little. 
It's only Teenage Wasteland. Finishes up. Um, and I still have all those issues stacked up. I haven't read the first one yet. I got to read that. You went far too fast past the Something is Killing the Children cover B. I did. That's gross, man. Yeah. That's gross. I can see you liking that, though. Yeah, 100%. You're just twisted enough to like that. Mwahaha. Team into you, Usagi Yojimbo, where, where, when, number one. Stan Sakai doing cover A and Kevin Eastman doing cover B. You need wow. them both. Wow. You need them both. Wow. That's that's a great crossover. Yeah. Has that happened before? Probably, but I don't care. It's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. If it hasn't, hats off to finally getting it done. Yeah. Um, this Amazing Spider-Man 23 Bocciolo cover is cool. Uh, the Alex Ross is pretty nice. Great. Like too. Yeah, that Bocciolo cover is dope. Yeah, it's pretty nice. The Disney cover, <laughs> well, once again, this is one, another one of the Disneys I like. <laughs> for, for what? One, two, three, the fourth book there. Amazing Spider-Man 23, Disney 100. Oh, I went right by it. Didn't even you notice. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. These uh, MODOK covers mean a little bit more and different to me since watching Ant-Man. So that's yeah. <laughs> a cool Captain America Sentinel of Liberty cover. You know, hats off to Marvel for the timing. Yes, thousand percent. Yeah, know, planning ahead. Good yep. job. I think I'm going to read this Rogan Gambit book when it hits. This number two's okay. through. I'm going to grab one and then catch up because I'm just, I don't know. It's so, I'm just seeing these covers. You like like, you like Gambit. I do. I like Rogan yeah. Gambit, all that stuff. Um, Drew, Gambit. don't miss out on the Planet of the Apes window shades variant. <laughs> Gosh. No. It is torn up, though, as it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Ape was the highlight of, of the movie Nope, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Star Wars 33, we have uh, the action barrier. And if you didn't get enough Gungans, we have a second Gungan action figure. So just FYI. Who's who's doing the Planet of the Apes? Do we know? Is it somebody good? Uh, David, David F. Walker. It is David F. Walker. And Dave Walker. David F. Walker and David Watcher. What do they know? What do we know them from? Luke Cage, Bitterroot, Iron Fist, Star Wars. So nothing great. I, I, I want to like this, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. I, I hear you're trying. We had this conversation though. You're not. You're like no. Yeah. They've had their chance. Yep. Not Thanks even. Thanks for playing. Yep. I get you. You're loud. I allow it. How can you have? Obnoxiously sexy Vampirella covers next to a pregnant Vampirella cover. That's freaking me out, man. I thought that was another Jar Jar Binks action figure Star Wars, but that's that's again. Another. I just explained that that's another Gungan. That's dumb. There, there can be, be only one of any any race of alien. I guess not. I guess not. I mean, Gungan I did. Lives matter. I did the Gungan original series toys, right? So uh-huh. the. The original trilogy. Yes. And then the new movies. I don't even. I think you were too old for the the toys at that point. Correct. When the prequels came out. So. Correct. I never dipped my toe in toys again after the prequels. So those all have value. I get that. I get 
they were all necessary. I don't think any of the other toys are necessary because I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't give a crap about them. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how I that's how my mind works. There's my Barbarella. Yeah, like I said, the Vampirella is freaking me out. Ooh, even the Perilla, the Perilla Vampirella, the Perilla Vampirella, Vampirella. I'm back half stuff. Yeah, but I'm just trying to search through there. Black Demon Tales, number one, from Scout. Scout Comics Chispa. So that's a that's an imprint. What does that imprint mean? Uh, Mexican. Like a Latino no, artist? Yeah. Latino imprint, maybe? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know anything about that. Kind of cool. They're not Spanish language, though, are they? I wouldn't think. That's what I, yeah, interesting. I don't know. Don't spit in the wind. Number one, this is a Mad Cape book from Stefano Cardicelli doing writing, art, and cover. Chispa is their Latin X comics imprint. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Frank Fazetta with another The Death Dealer books. Great covers. And they're doing, an, they're relaunching another book. So Death Dealer must be doing well enough that they've launched mm-hmm. uh, Tales of Science Fiction, Tales of Science Fantasy. So Opus Comics gets another another book out. And I think that's about it. Yeah, we already talked about your nasty book. and <laughs> My nasty. All right, Drew. What you got for me? I I'm gonna go with my Frank Quietly, Mark Millar, The Ambassadors issue one. I am going with the Slam Dunk of Detective Comics one seventy one and twenty five Seb McKinnon whack job cover. Which one is this? Remind me. The, the crazy horror wedding. Oh, okay. Okay. Not yeah. the not the. I thought you were gonna go with the chainsaw through the head. What was that book? Oh no! Yeah, that, yeah. No, I'm going. Something with is killing the children. Yeah, yeah. That one's awesome too, but it's <laughs> it's independently orderable, and these uh, one and twenty fives uh, garner some attention. So this one is just cray cray. Right. Yeah. So I so I so I have to allow one and twenty five. Correct. So you're putting your foot down. You're yep. saying. I mean, that, I mean, I'm not giving you another book, so you as, can just as half of. Uh, Kyle and Drew has 50% ownership stake yeah. in Comic Book and Profit. You're telling me now that you're going to start picking ratio books. Yep, on this one I'm going to. Eight, eight, after 800 episodes, you're head on over with me to CoverPrice.com and let's gonna, look at our top ten on in the, the secondary of tradition. market. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. It's not a I tradition think, if you just I think throw a hissy fit. You throwing a hissy fit. I think, I think listeners are going to revolt. They'll probably write in. You're going to get hate mail. Mark my words. Tell you what. They can only give hate mail if they purchased it and didn't make their money back. <laughs> That's the only way? Yep. Okay. Receipts. <laughs> Receipts. Okay. 
doesn't love coming home to a new package on their doorstep? Today I got to come home to this awesome Comics for Fun and Profit shirt on mine, and you can too. If you go to comicsfunprofit.threadless.com, you can check out their cool merch and get a shirt just like me. That was comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Join the club. It's where all the cool kids are. Coverprice.com. Number one book, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Number five, the Juan Ferreira regular print. In this issue, we see another new spider character, the captivating dream spider. Crystal Catoni was first introduced in Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Number one, she was an ambitious scientist and explorer, and Crystal was imbued with superhuman strength and agility through a mystic stone. The stone's powers have barely begun to be explored and create multiple branches for future storylines of the character. We tracked 61 copies on the secondary market, $30 for a raw, but you can still get them for three bucks. Huh. All right. Vault of Spiders, number one from 2018. As more promotional materials appear online, expect our top lists to crawl with a bunch of friggin' spiders. Yeah. More recently, a complete list of Funko Pops from across the Spider-Verse was released. Among these Pops was a version of a lesser-known Spider-Verse character, Spider-Bite, P-Y-T-E, Bite. Spider-Bite comes from a universe where people primarily exist in a digital avatar form in cyberspace. Given that her character was heavily redesigned for the film... It will be interesting to see if her background remains the same. Prices have already doubled for the standard issue, and the variance on her first appearance is 232 copies sold. I'm going to say that again, Drew. 232 copies. That's a big number. That's a yeah. big number. CDC 9.8 is going for almost 200 bucks. Rawls fair market value jumped to 25 for a friggin' spider bite. Wow. Yeah. Cray cray. At rank three, we have Ultimate Fantastic Four, number one from 2004. Per the Entertainment Weekly, Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch are teaming up for a new comic series, Ultimate Invasion. This will be a major comic event for Marvel, focusing on Miles Morales and The Maker. It's unclear if The Maker will be a force for good or for evil, but the event brings back the Ultimate Universe in some capacity the maker is an alternate reed richards from the ultimate universe first appearing in this issue of ultimate fantastic four number one however richards official first appearance as the maker is in a little book called ultimate fallout 4 which as you know shares its first appearance with maz morales ultimate reed richards is also on the drew check 1 in 25 variant cover for ultimate fallout 4 the fact that this upcoming series is centered around both these characters is appropriate, seeing that their first introductions are intertwined. Yet, when it comes down to it, Ultimate Fantastic Four is when it all really started. 35 copies on the secondary market, $75 for the CGC 9.8, 8 bucks for all. So that's a lot of craziness. Okay, so, okay, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it okay so we so had all you need to say is ultimate universe is back so we had the ultimate universe yep we folded the the ultimate universe yep. we cherry picked some characters from the ultimate universe and yep. now made them into 616 characters and now we were relaunching the ultimate universe with characters that are already in the 616 but are also going to be an ultimate version of them, or will that be that same version back into the ultimate wow. version? 
I, Who knows? I don't. I don't. My brain is melting. Mm-hmm. Okay. At rank four, we have Avengers Annual number 21 from 1992, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Spoilers ahead. Aside from the debut of the Council of Kangs, another post credit scene debuting from Kang variant, Victor Timely. This was a direct link from Quantumania for Loki Season 2. In the comics, Victor Timely was a powerful corporate mogul. He was previously a 21st century version of Kang, but decided to try and travel to the early 20th century for personal conquest. In this timeline, he creates... Chronopolis, a headquarters for all the Kang variants. Will Loki season two deal with this time crossroads? Only time will tell. Ha <laughs> We tracked 45 copies, sold $285 for a CDC 9.8 and Rawls for 18 bucks. At rank five, something is killing the children number one. Da, 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 from 2019. Uh, officially adapted by Netflix. 19 copies on the secondary market because there's not a lot of this book. Almost $1,000 for a 9.8. Rawls are still upwards of almost $272. Dang. <clears throat> Avengers 267, more Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Spoilers. Kang has been rumored as the big bad for Phase 5. Quantumania revealed Kang's terrifying presence and gave a post-credits look at the entirety of the Cancel of Kangs. Additionally, the main Kang for the movie was seemingly killed off, quote-unquote. If, if, if this is true, the storyline runs similar to the comics. This issue includes the death of a Kang variant, which had killed the Avengers in previous storylines. Two years ago, a near-mint raw of this book was selling for about 2 to $6. This past week, 35 copies sold. $34 for raw. CGC 9.8 for $300. Jeez. At rank 7, we have Superman Batman number 8 from 2004. As fans continue to anticipate the rebirth of the DCEU, they are still picking up the reintroduction of Kara Zor-El. While rumors of Keaton returning as Batman circulated the internet for quite some time, Kara Zor-El's appearance was a surprise. Uh, $46 for Rawls. Very finds $24. 41 copies moving on the secondary market. We also have Blue Book number one by David Johnson, the Virgin One in Ten from Dark Horse that just came out. Yeah, which is James Tinney in the Fourth's yeah. project, always bringing loads of fans. His most recent endeavor focuses on a couple who claim to have been abducted in 1961. It's a phenomenal dive into a real life events painted in the colors of exciting comic panels. Thirty five copies sold, fifteen dollars for all. You can get them for eleven bucks if you're looking in the right places. That's Ultimate. what half of it is. It's yeah, you know, it's half um, a really cool uh, like alien abduction book, and then the other half is like kind of a black and white circus thing that I don't really isn't as good. So <laughs> they're missing like there's there's more in that book, but yeah. but the other stuff isn't as good so far. There you go. At rank nine, Ultimate Fallout 4. We know a ton about this. 29 copies, two grand for 9.8, $500 for Rawls. Duh. At rank 10, we have the Vault of Spiders number one, the version that you thought was not a great version, um, but uh, still $153 for CG's 9.8s. Rawls for 19 bucks. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, our back half of the top 20, we have Amazing Spider Man number seven from 2014. Uh, Henry Cavill is going to be in talks to play Spider-Man UK in an upcoming Sony project. That's kind of cool. 18 copies moved. High sale of 50 bucks for a raw. Um, near mids settled around 15. Um, Thor 31 
the Russell Dowderman one in 25, which I don't remember that. It comes in at rank 12, and um, it's a it's has every depiction of Thor across the ages. I thought I would have recognized this. I can't believe I missed this one. Um, it sold 31 copies and had a high sale of $51 for a raw. Good looking book. Yeah, I bet. I must have slipped through the cracks. Um, X-Men 282 from 1991. Uh, this is uh, Bishop first appearance, I guess. Yep. Uh, 13 copies sold. High sale of 180 for a CGC 9.8. Um, near mints around 20 bucks. That seems low for a Bishop first appearance, but maybe he's not as popular. Not that popular. <laughs> say, it's just Bishop. <laughs> You're right, but isn't like a, every X-Men kind of popular? No. Okay. Um, so it's Wolverine and uh, that's it? Yeah, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Professor X, moving on. Yeah. Uh, anyone was in the, like, any new X-Men are not as, as hot. I yeah. Gotcha. Uh, rank 14, we have a Astonishing X-Men number 9 from 2005. Um, I don't know what the deal is here. This this issue features Wolverine and Deadpool teaming up. Oh, it's their team-up. And since they're teaming up in the movie, this is their first team-up. Yep. Which we think is dumb. 18 copies sold. High <laughs> sale of 150 bucks for a CGC 9-8. Raw's around $22. At rank 15, we have Superman number one, the one per store we talked about earlier. High sale of 50 bucks for a raw, currently around $26. Um, at rank 16, we have the Amazing Spider-Man number 20, the Terry Dotson one in 25. There's some story spoilers in here if you haven't read issue 20 yet. Um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane are done. She's been relegated to more of a feels-like-a-sister role, which was weird. Um, and Spidey is entirely on board the Black Cat train. Um, yeah, 30, 30 copies sold with a high sale of $25 for a raw. Um, I read this. I I do remember lingering on that panel for, for like a second thing, saying, oh, he's really over Mary Jane forever. And then I was like, nah, they'll they'll wreck on this eventually. This won't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um I'm surprised that would have any heat. That's <laughs> so you surprised anybody would fall for that? Yeah, but I mean that's it's interesting that they're uh, the first appearance of their official breakup. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Uh, yeah. Rank 17, we have the Avengers 269 from 1986. More Ant-Man spoilers involved in this one. Um, several Kang variants, including one of the more famous in Rama Tut. Uh, 15 copies sold. High sale of $70 for a CGC 9.6. Near mints around $11. Avengers 268 from 1986. Um, this is more Kang stuff. What's the deal here? Uh, Kang Dynasty is the, the has a, is the story title. Yeah, this is the details of his origin. Um, track 13 more copies of this. 144 for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around $9. So you know, since that Avengers film is called Avengers Kang Dynasty, I can see the connection. So it might be worth grabbing a nine dollar. Do you think? It might, <laughs> if you think it might go up. Yeah. Um, I rank nineteen. We have Spider Man twenty ninety nine, uh, the first issue from nineteen ninety two. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse will be here soon, so you'll get to see Spider Man twenty ninety nine in uh, person. 
on that movie. And so this is last chance to get this before it spikes again, maybe. 21 copies sold, 250 for a CGC 98. Near mints, Rawls, around $14. Uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number eight, the old black suit Spidey. Um, 19 copies of this sold. We're still getting $700 for a CGC 98. Rawls, around $179. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Drew, that is looking at the secondary market and the prices of current stuff. Let's head on over to our sneak peek at next week and see if we can predict the future on what the next books are going to be. I'm heading on over to Lunar Distributions to find our picks, and I'm starting with The Adventures of Superman, Jonathan Kent, number one. Yeah, I think you know how I feel about um, John Kent being aged. Dumb, stupid, bad mistake. But these are some pretty covers. Yeah. Do you care about Batman digging his own grave in 133? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Even that art germ, I'm kind of tired of Joker covers from him. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what I'm saying. You know. Batman 357 is the facsimile cover. And that's, what is that? The first appearance Jason of the squid? Todd. Oh, Jason Todd. I think you told me that yeah. multiple times. Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo, issue five. Are we getting a Bermejo? Crazy one? No, not this time. Mm-mm. Flash got some cool covers as always. I do like those Flash covers. Now, who is the little girl Flash on the cover? I haven't been reading us. The Fraction. Well, they forget about one thing. An almost ten-year-old with the power to turn things around. Irie West has found her new superhero name, and she intends to use it while saving the Flash family from certain doom. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, first appearance of her character. Do you care? No. You might, you might next week when you're reading it on CBSI's Hot 10. It's possible. Oh, there's the Bermejo Joker, who the man who stopped laughing, number six, twisted. Is he doing his own stitches? Is he cutting the stitches out? Either way, gross. <laughs> Got a second printing for Nightwing 100. And then we got great Poison Ivy covers. Jessica Fong, a Josh Middleton, a Jenny Frizen. Harry West's first appearance, 2019's Flash Forward number two. There you go. That was wrong. Pass on that. Thank you for fact-checking. Doing the research. There's your Bermejo, yep. Yep, that's that's twisted, yeah. All right. Not much up there. Poor Nightwing cover. Get a second printing of the old 100. Gotta love it. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Back down an image. We're looking at Arc One Shot, which is Matt Hawkins, Ryan Katie, and Paul Feinstein, hmm. with art by Attilo Roja and a Stepan Sajic cover. Love the Sajic covers. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's about poaching. It might be like a preachy yeah. book, but might be good. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cover. Stoneheart number one by Emma Kubert. She's doing both writing and art on this there, image. There's the one you were, yeah, you were just calling that out. Bubbly and headstrong shade whisper has begun. Inexplic- 
unexpectedly exiled from her magical guild and relocated, left only with vague memories and romanticized hope. But when she hears a sinister voice in her head that awakens a power beyond her comprehension, she travels her path. She traverses her past and present to unravel her prestigious place within the mythical land of Athea. Ah, I thought that looked good. Yeah. Dark Horse gives us clear... Uh, another three-issue series from Scott Snyder that probably was in his Substack or Comicsology uh, Originals, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, from the Comicsology Originals. And won't we have any more of those? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But looks pretty good. Heck yeah. Any kind of new Snyder, I'm in. New Snyder, I'm kind of psyched for. Space Job. I did read the first Space Job. Um, guess I'll read one more before I make my decision. Uh, wasn't great. Thoughts on the Avengers 66 Hainsworth connecting wraparound variant? Um, I, I saw, Moon Knight jumps right out out there off the page, yeah. doesn't he? They've got like sprite based versions of a bunch of your favorite characters, and sprites are one of my favorite art styles. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You're not. You're looking at not the A. You're looking at the the Hainsworth. You just said Hainsworth, and I didn't. Yep. Catch I it. said every What's word that would lead you. Spray, what is what is sprites? Remember the old Final Fantasies where you've got kind of the dot bit created items. They don't have smooth edges. They're created with. Oh dots. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Sprites. Yeah. Okay. This would appeal way more to you than to me. Yep. But it's still cool, and I think it'll probably resonate with folks. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Eight bit people be digging it. Absolutely. Fantastic Four number five. That's been so good. Man, I like that Tau variant of blood, Bloodline Daughter Blade. Oh, that is good. Who is that? Whoever Tao is. Peach Bloodline. does a good one too, but Peach is backseating it. So is, okay, so Blade is the living vampire that can walk in the sun, right? Yes. So this is his walker. daughter. Yes. Who can probably also walk in the sun? Yeah, I assume she gets more powers plus. Okay. Tends to be how things work. <laughs> the kids are just exponentially better. Yeah. A couple of cool Moon Knight covers, especially that Horley. That looks really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with that person's work, but it's pretty good. I pointed out the Nightcrawler 2 anatomy cover. I always thought that was weird and dope, but cool. Yeah, you, you like that. One of these days, I'm going to go back to Star Wars covers and, and find some deep gold. But right now, I'm just... For now. Yeah. Too much yeah. of it. Too much of a good thing. Yeah. Too much peanut butter in my chocolate. I was excited about the X-23 relaunch mm-hmm. during the during the FOC cycle. Um, can't remember which one I picked then. Um, probably the standard must have been the standard back then. Um, still excited about this. Can't wait to read it. Um, no, I think it was I think it was the women's history cover was what I picked last time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to read this. I'm not picking it again though. <laughs> but just excited. Yeah. More dynamites and back half stuff. Black tape was that first issue was pretty good from AWA. Oh, you read that one? Nice. Yeah, I liked it. It was um, you know, Rocker dies, 
has unreleased material. Um, label wants to release it. Wife of Rocker doesn't want them to release it because Jesus Christ, sort of tornado hidden. <laughs> My goodness, we lose Drew power, suddenly folks. Cuts out. Just <laughs> yeah, this might be the. We might have to sign off now. We are getting heavy winds and flickering lights. Um, but yeah, it's, it was it's it's good. I didn't finish whatever I was saying, but that's okay. Pretty good first issue. AWA always pretty good first issue, right? Yeah, very true, very true. Photonic from Fair Square Comics, an interesting little superhero thing there. Thirteen dollars, so no dice. Yeah. Traveling to Mars. I wonder if this is finishing up at issue four. Doesn't say it is. Uh, the gimmick from Ahoy. Joanne Starer and Alina Gogu with Eric Anderson. Gogu? Gogu. Not Grogu. <laughs> uh, action drama written by rising star Joanne Starer, who did Sirens of the City. I don't know if that's rising star, but all right. It's <laughs> funny. Do you know that book? I do not. Yeah, me neither. Okay. All right. What can I pick? All right, Drew. Pick of the week. What you got for me, brother? Well, I don't want to take. I don't want to steal your thunder. I wish I knew what you were going to pick. All right, then I'm going to pick Avengers 66, the Ainsworth connecting wraparound variant. Okay. Well, steal your thunder then, and I will take clear number one, the Scott Snyder, Francis Manipole Dark Horse book. Too easy. Yep. I want to thank you guys for tagging along with Drew and myself through our sneak peek at next week and all the fun stuff we've been having here. Head on over to patreon.com, search comics for fun and profit, be part of the community, join the Slack, all the good things, get some of our special episodes, special reviews, all there for patrons only. We thank you guys and we appreciate you for Drew and for myself. See ya. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics. Lake Country, Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredical. They are our LCS, and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.